Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Doubt on Tap After Show. Are we recording? We're recording. Holy cow. Yep. We're on it, dude. All right. So now you totally interrupted my Sorry. incredibly Sorry, go ahead. Start again. Start again. incredibly passionate um, intro every week. So you want me to do this again? Just do it again. All right. But we're not going to edit this out. We're going to leave this in. That way, that, that is totally up to you. That way the whole world knows that you are interrupting Mike. You are post-production, so you do what you want. <laughs> All right, we're gonna try this again. Welcome to the Doubt on Tap after show. Oh wait, show. we're recording. Oh, oh yeah. This is—it's not Groundhog Day, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now, if it were Groundhog Day, I'd say let's let's do this like six more times, and mm. it would be hilarious. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Last. Nope. Last, that, no, I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. Start it again. I promise. <laughs> I th- things get wonky in Michigan, Michigan State week. We'll see what happens. All right. Welcome to the Doubt on Tap After Show. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. And we are the, the Simple, Simple Theologians. Theologians. Glad you guys are with us this week. And uh, Doubt on Tap happens on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. Uh, we have been gathering at the Tap Room, which is located at 201 West Mich- Michigan Avenue. That's about Sorry. right. It sounds, it sounds like yeah, it. Yeah, sounds right. There's a big neon sign. It's red. says the Tap Room. Yeah, you can't miss it. You really can't. And... Uh, Doubt on Tap has four rules. The first rule is everybody talks. Second rule is everybody respects one another. Third rule is we end in one hour. And the last rule is there has to be a moderator, but we have created a twist around the moderatorship, and we will not talk about the twist. You have to show up. Is this like the first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about <sighs> Fight Club? Dang straight. All right. Yeah, we, we have to do it this way because um, it's super fun. Every time somebody comes that is a sort of semi-sort of regular – but hasn't been since the twist, and then we get to throw the twist on them, and the, and the facial expressions are <laughs> are absolutely priceless. I mean, yours was the best because I'm pretty sure you pooped your pants just a little bit, and then um, that's right, you know. And then my dude Scott got super excited about it. I think Heather was excited about it, and uh, why well, I, I I'm I'm yeah I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone. You, you know you did I'm a not, little bit. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna record what I was thinking yeah. for, for, <laughs> for posterity. Mike just gets really nervous when he has to moderate, and so it's just really funny. I don't get. I, I don't get nervous. You get I nervous. Get, I get caught up in the conversation and forget I'm moderating. <laughs> and which is why I write on the on the yeah. moder uh, on the. Uh, I'm gonna tip things uh. anyway. All right, we we kind of tip things as it is, but that's all right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I didn't. I didn't do anything. <laughs> nope. All I had to do was n- not, not push. Not push. Did I? Did I give if it all have, away? If you haven't figured it out by now, folks, you ain't gonna figure it out. And, Just and come and find. Come and, and find. So out. That, that's on them, really, at this point. Yeah. So hey, our uh, our topic this week was truth. Well, let's be honest. The topic this week was poverty, and right. then it got switched to truth. Yeah, because the the beard <laughs> friend of the show, the beard who um, wanted to be a part of that conversation, wasn't able to make it out Tuesday night. And so since we're a, a community, uh, oh, these are the things that we do. Absolutely. We, we look out for one another. I just wanted to pull the whole let's be honest about truth. Oh, thing, so. I see. I, it, was, it was just not. It, a, I was really just pulling that line. Not enough coffee yet. Well, catch up, buddy. I know, right? Hey, so, yeah, we, uh, we were going to do poverty. We did truth. Uh, and and this is a continuing 
part of a series that we're doing uh, called Deep Words, and it has been really good. And the thing that I really like about it is it has allowed me to catch a glimpse of uh, peeper, people's deeper thoughts um, as opposed to just kind of me walking into a conversation and knowing exactly what every person around the table is going to say. Yeah. Uh, because we've been, as a community, we've been, we've been gathering now for almost six years. And, uh, and so it's, it's beautiful in that we know one another so well and so deeply. Um, but when you start having these conversations and if we, for a long time we were doing outrage of the week and, um, and, and really most of the outrages are pretty <laughs> much the same. And the conversations got a little bit yeah. stale Especi- for me, especially in recent years. The outrage of the week has has gotten. Yeah, I mean, consistent. it's pretty much been DGT, G, DJT yeah. all the time, um, and issues surrounding him. So, uh, but you know, this deep word series has has done what I wanted it to do, which is force us to go a little bit deeper. And um, one of the before we get into the the whole topic here. One of the things that really struck me was uh, a post conversation that I was having, uh-huh. and uh, it was one with one of our friends. And when we started this whole thing, he was he was a just a, a dot in the wool, complete atheist. Like, man, I don't believe in God. Yeah, you know, God's stupid. Yeah, and. Uh, last night or Tuesday night when we were talking, he referred to himself as somebody who's on the fence wow. with God. And, and and not that the point of doubt on tap is, is to help is to have people change their opinions about God no, or anything no. like that. But what struck me was um, this was a person who walked in six years ago with a a very fundamentalist view and over the last six years has changed. Mm-hmm. And, and I know, I know for some of the theorists around the table, not that they've necessarily gone on the fence about God, but they have softened their, they've softened themselves a lot. Like the rough edges about the sharp edges about, I believe in God and I will destroy you. Yeah, Th- those yeah, things yeah. have softened. And, um, and, and so it's, to me, that's like the best part about Dot on Tap is, is we are seeing people on both sides of, uh, in a sense, both sides of the aisle, um, whether it's religion or politics or anything else. Um, the people who are most thoughtful, the people who are engaging, the people who are asking questions are, are, are softening. They're becoming kinder. They're changing. We're seeing life change happen in the midst it, of this community, and it's, yeah, and it's fantastic. And the, the reason it happens... Uh, is because we're there and engaging in conversation. We're not sniping at each other on the internet. We are looking. Wait, hold on. Sniping on the internet doesn't change opinions. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Facebook's going on a business. If anybody figures that out. <laughs> so, so, but we sit down across the table from each other. Uh, we have we have time to express what we think. People have a chance to respond, and I have a chance then to hear. How they heard what I said, right? Uh, and we can we can have that back and forth and get to the point where where at very least we understand each other. That's right. Uh, and that's that's what sands those those edges, those rough edges that that tend to cut, uh, and and makes them 
a lot a lot easier to to work with. Yeah. Oh, it's and on on any side uh, of the fence yeah. that you're on, and it's and it's just it's. Yeah, it, it was really a beautiful conversation. Um, it, and, it, so. and it used to be like, like the idea of 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 kind of a traditional pub theology. Yeah, uh, is to to get people to engage in theological discussion and 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 bring theology into the public sphere kind right. of idea. Uh, the difference with doubt on tap, though, um, is while sometimes. Theology comes into it. Sometimes uh, questions from people at the table bring us that direction. That's not the intention. Right. The it's intention not. is the conversation. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, developing the the understanding, the ability to converse with another human being and see, and and, and this is you're going to appreciate how I bring this back. See the truth of their humanity. Well done, uh, which sir. we don't see on the internet. Absolutely, because on Love the, inter- the internet, monitor all the time. Yes, you are. Don't don't appreciate the trolls and the sniping. True that. Never gonna change my mind. Keeps me from posting stuff because I know it's just gonna <laughs> gonna infu- oh my gosh. add gasoline to the fire. That's but right. the truth of another person's humanity is seen when you can sit down across the table from them and it's That's right. and it's not it's not it's not a, a faceless battle. Yeah, I mean once what the that's I think that's one of the beautiful things about this whole deal, right? Is is it incarnates? There's a there's a five dollar word. Ooh. Um, it embodies uh, the conversations, right? Because on the internet, it's it's all disembodied conversation. You don't. It's it's almost like, um, it's almost like when when people are watching TV and they know that it's fake. Yeah. They know that, you know, that the person that got shot on Chicago PD isn't really dead. Like they're an actor, and they got up and, you know, went home to their family. And on the internet, I think people almost feel that way, that it's fantasy, it's fake, it's not real. When, they're, when their words uh, cut, um, that those people are, are just going to, like, turn it off and be like, oh, that was just Facebook, I'm fine, I'm good. Yeah, and, and the reality that's is, is, that's, not the is reality. that's just not how it works. I, I can't tell you. I, I mean, the, the time I spend... Um, I do. I do spend a fair amount of time blocking or hiding or yeah. muting people. Yeah. Um, and I've done and I've done enough of that where now I scroll through and it's and it's you know cat pictures and and I had a baby posts and and all that kind of kind of stuff that is mostly harmless. Um, but uh, but yeah, I can't tell you how many times I had a friend from grade school who's now. A staunch right-wing uh, evangelical, in the bad sense of the word, Christian, uh, posting nonsense that you know they haven't thought through that they're just regurgitating, and and I've just been like, I'm I'm gonna type this thing in, and and I I know they're a reasonable person, and then I type it in, and I've hit send. And then it's my day's gone. Yep. In this in this conversation that I know is going nowhere. Yep. Um, whereas if I was able to sit down with that person across from that person, uh, even though I know who they are, I know they're real. Um, but if we can sit down and be in that proximity, it's it it's changes a whole everything. Different ball of wax. Yeah. It's a <laughs> I I I th- I keep at a at a very close place on my laptop, and I'm my phone and on my ipad um that xkcd uh cartoon where you've got the 
from the one panel, you know, come to bed. I can't right now. Somebody's wrong on the internet. Yeah. And he's banging away on his, it's like, yep, that's how stupid it is. So, yep. so here's, here's the funny thing. Um, we got onto all this. And I tried to bring it back to truth. I did. But here's the deal. I wanted to get into all this because to me, it points to this conversation about truth in a in a very real sense mm-hmm. that too often we talk about truth in some sort of um I don't know I can't the, I don't anachronistic way isn't, isn't it's not it's not really what I want to say but um almost like it's it's just it's just this thing out here that that we can't touch that we don't experience that we don't it's just some idea, some philosophical idea yeah. is the way so many people talk about it. And and yet the reality is, is truth really cuts across how we experience all of life. Our, our, the, whether or not we know it, the way we think and understand about truth, it hits everything. And so when we are when we are thinking about truth, I would argue rightly, we look at things like the way we engage on social media for instance totally different because because we know that the people behind the screens the people on the other side of the keyboard are embodied and real that that they're not that they're not just some disembodied uh, computer mm-hmm. and and that forces us to engage differently that forces us to to interact completely differently and and so when I, I would argue when we think rightly about what truth is it it helps us to live better it helps us to live much more in the present and it helps us to live uh, much more embodied lives uh, as we go through as we go through our days how's that how's that for not having much coffee I think I need a little more <laughs> it's fun to watch Mike's head spin this early in the morning. Uh, turns out I've been thinking about this since we left uh, on Tuesday night. So I've got all kinds of ideas in my head right now. Yeah. Tuesday night's kind of a blur for me. Yeah, you... Uh, so just for... I, our I, it was... It, I I think I think they made my drinks just a little stronger than normal. Oh, Michael... Is it that they made your drink stronger, or is it that you had three? I think they made them stronger. And you had three. And I had three. That would but do I've it. Ha- but I've had three there before, and not uh. and not. Well, had that. I'll tell you. Um, I'm pretty sure that my that my pours of Hellcat Maggie were were definitely generous. Yeah. Um, which is one of the best parts about the tap room. Yeah. Generous pours and. Uh, but yeah, you were you were kind of out of it there pretty I was, quick. I was in. I was well into the being able to interpret and understand Tom. Yeah, phase. yeah, Mike, Mike. So, um, so let me ask you this then. Yeah. When you when you think about truth, because you're not. I'm assuming you're no longer hungover from Tuesday night. <laughs> you know what they say when you assume. <laughs> So, <laughs> when, uh, all right, when you think about truth, do you think, do you think about it in the objective sense, 
or in the subjective sense? I think both. Um, like, I believe there there is objective truth. Yep. I struggle with the ability of human beings to know ob- objective truth. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because I am, uh, a product of post-modernity, uh, and, and don't really believe that, that I, or anybody can be objective. Everything is subjective to our experience. And, and so, so yeah. So I think of it in both ways. I, I, yeah, I, I believe there is objective truth. I don't know that we can, we can fully know it. Yeah. Um, I think maybe on a on a gut level we might recognize it sure. instinctively or instinctually. Um, you know, it's one of those uh, when I think of of truth. Uh, when I try to think of it as what what ob- objective truth would look like is is where I tend to get into uh, ideas and images of God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and therein, too, uh, God, uh, is, as much as we have revealed, um, it's really not much. Yeah. Um, our, our ability to fully know mm-hmm. is, is not there. Uh, and so we have to, to make do with the information we have, do the best we can with the information we have. Right. Um, yeah. It, I... I felt I felt a whole lot like it was a different group than than the night we talked about integrity, but I have a feeling if it had been that same group around the table that was around the table for integrity, yeah, I feel like the conversation would have been very similar. Um, about being uh, integrity, being being true uh, to self, mm-hmm. uh, true to what you believe. Uh, I think I think the conversation would have swung a little more that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, because truth, truth, for a lot of people, is only subjective. Right. It's only what we know and have experienced, and how uh, we perceive it, and how we respond to it in the world. Uh, yeah. It's. Yeah. It's. Uh, but I, th- I think I think there would there would have been a a big correlation. Sure. Uh, between those two conversations. Absolutely. I, I think what's interesting to me is whenever we start talking about truth, we immediately go into uh, epistemology. We go into this, you know, how do we know? How do we know? How do we know? What? And, and so we, it's, it's very difficult to pull those two ideas apart of, um, uh, of our understanding of, of what is truth from our epistemology, from our, our way of knowing. And, and that, that is interesting to me. So we, we have to we have to really wrestle through that i think and, and really try to figure out when when we start talking about truth do we do we if we only understand truth in the context of the way we know things then it, then it is absolutely completely subjective uh, yet i think i think most of us actually live our lives with the sense that truth is objective, that there is, 
that there is something real, that there is something true. And, and that's where this whole idea for me of, um, of truth really being what correlates to reality is, is the, is the key idea here, um, for, uh, for what is truth and what does that mean? What is, what does that word even mean is it correlates to reality. Now, this gets it. Now we go back into our into epistemology, right? Uh, yeah. How we know things. How do we know what is real? What is real? Uh, we start getting, we start rolling down the rabbit, the rabbit hole of, of the matrix here. Yeah. And, um, but it's a, it's a really, and that's where it starts getting interesting. Uh, but this idea that that we that we can never possibly know what is true. I'm not. I'm not sure. I buy that. And. Well, and I, w- I wouldn't go so far as to say never. Um, I would say it's... <sighs> yeah, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't say, I, th- I think there's, there, like I said, I think there can be a gut level, yeah. an instinctive kind of, kind of a reaction to when we touch truth, like touching a live wire. Yep. Um, but I don't know, I don't think we can sit here in and of ourselves and reason objective or absolute truth uh, uh, perhaps uh, at least uh, I think we can reason the idea or the concept of it the concept yes but the experience w- of it I don't I don't think we can except for those moments when we touch the live wire except for those moments when we touch the live wire because because and this is my point truth is connected to reality yeah you know that that's one of my favorite stories is about um, uh, who was it Oh, it's Francis Schaeffer. I'm pretty sure this is a Francis Schaeffer story. Uh, he he was talking with a guy um, at Oxford, and they're um, they're in this they're in this guy's dorm room, and they're talking about truth and in reality and all this kind of stuff. And the guy was arguing that no, there's no there's no such thing as as objective reality. There's no such thing as truth. And just at that moment, their tea kettle started whistling. So he goes, oh, so Schaefer walks over and grabs the tea kettle and is coming over. And he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to pour this on you. Yeah. And the guy's like, what? <laughs> so if there's no truth, no reality, it doesn't matter if I pour this on you. And the guy's like, what? <laughs> and he starts tilting the, the tea kettle. He's like, stop, stop, it's going to burn me. <laughs> he's like, well... You said there's no truth, there's no reality. So if that's the case, then this isn't going to burn you. And it was like, well, wait a minute. Okay, so there is something that's real. There is something that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, there is this objective, in a sense, sense of of what is true, what is real, that we know. We know if we touch the live wire, if we know that if we dump scalding hot water on us, we're going to be burned. Yeah. If we put our hand in the fire, it's going to hurt. Um, and... But <laughs> for a lot of us, we, uh, we we don't know those things. We don't know those things. It gets back to epistemology until we touch the live wire, until we put our hand in the fire, <laughs> until we dump the scalding hot water on us. Uh, well, and even some, some people don't ever learn those lessons know, even right? when they do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we call uh, them toddlers. Yes. So <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> um, 
here's here's the other thing when it comes to this question of truth. A lot of times we talk, you hear people talking about, you know, truth is relative, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, which is another way of saying subjective, right? Now I want to I, I something I've been playing with for a little while that that I want to that I've been wanting to push uh, against kind of both of the arguments. Um, the truth is, is sub- only subjective, or the truth is only objective. I've been recently uh, wanting to kind of push and say, no, truth is relational. And the reason I say that is we have in John fourteen six, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if Jesus, if Jesus is the truth, then we engage with the truth in a relational truth way. Is relational. So it's, it's relational. It's not merely subjective. It's not merely objective. Do, do it you, is relational. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what else, uh, uh, do you know, do you know where the word relative comes from? Yes. Okay. Right. I'm just making sure well, that we're, we're understanding. Right. But this is, this is my point, Tru- right? Truth, uh, to take to take it a step and say truth is relative to me is in is in how things are in relation to me. Right. Um, it is is what, and I just want to make the distinction between yeah. truth being relative and truth being relational. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, truth being relative is what is relative to me, uh, in in my experience. Truth being relational, is the experience between us. Right. Uh, yeah. Between individuals, between us and Jesus, and yeah, and, and, and all I that. think what it does is it is it. Or discovered in that relationship. Yeah, because I, and I think what it does is it goes back to what you were saying earlier that it's kind of a both and of objective and subjective. Um, is it? Is it? Po- it points us to this. There is this standard. There is this this truth, and, and this truth we find ultimately in, the, I would argue, in the person of Jesus. And so, so as we relate to Him, yeah, we we experience what is real truth. And well, in. <laughs> And maybe maybe this this is getting in a little bit to our to our next uh, simple theologians podcast, depending on if we go there or not. But part of the way that we are are supposed to interpret scripture, which some people would re- refer to as truth mm-hmm. um, or a, a kind of truth, uh, is relational. Yeah, in community, absolutely. Uh, it's not me and my Bible in a in a monastic cell. Uh, figuring out what it all means. It's me in community with you and with others uh, wrestling with it and discussing it and figuring yep. out where it fits and how it works and uh, in relation to each other, in relation to the world around us. That's right. Yeah. This is, and to me, that's that's where some of these questions of truth get really, really which, fun. Which then brings us back to the beginning where we're talking about uh, down on tap as, as being a place where, where those rough edges get sanded off right because you because you're in relationship yeah. and and you're and you're coming face to face with look truth at, in the context of relationship look at that coming full circle it's almost like we planned it but we didn't but we didn't that my friend is the holy spirit at work so with that I Imagine think, a world. I think uh, we both went out on tap. All right, I'll take that this week. Bam. So good, good job. Um, hey guys, seriously, we hope that this week's discussion on truth you found interesting, maybe even helpful. Maybe 
potentially insightful or at the very least entertaining. And uh, and if you and if you found that to be true, then Tuesday nights are right up your alley because they're even more entertaining, and uh, and they're a lot of fun with great people, great environment, and uh, we hope that you will join us on a Tuesday night at eight o'clock uh, at the Tap Room through the rest of October. Uh, and then in November, we will be moving to Cream and Crumb on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. You know, I have mixed feelings about that. I know you do. Like I, The the tap room has been really good to They've us. They've been fantastic to us. Uh, Justin has been amazing. Yep. Um, but also, though, Cream and Crumb kind of feels like going home. Yeah, it's our home. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not like going home to the corner, but it's... Oh, it's, it's, it's better than the corner. Well, you know, boozy milkshakes and old fashions but that's right uh but yeah it does it this this has been a place and 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 i just want to do just a little commercial for cream and crumb every week we got Um, to friends of the show is is you you walk in here um and you're you don't feel like a customer no um i i feel like it's it's my second home. I feel like I feel like I'm coming home, and yeah, I gotta I gotta pay for the coffee or the pastry, but I pay for that at home anyway. Right? Um, you know what I mean? It's it, but it's but it's it's friendly. It's warm. Uh, they're they're updating the uh, the seating arrangements. We have a nice little uh, alcove over here with some armchairs and a couch, and and there's other other types of seating. It's just a great place. Uh, they got their taps put in, so uh, after 11 a.m., you know, they'll have uh, uh, they have a Three different drafts: the vanilla Java Porter, a seasonal cider, and then a rye cappuccino. Um, I've been eyeballing those. Um, Sounds great. And, and boozy milkshakes and all that stuff. So, but even if you're not into the drinking uh, of of the alcohol piece, the coffee is amazing. Yeah, the ice cream is fantastic. Yeah, well, the the coffee is all from Hyperion, which is roasted locally, just right here across <laughs> the street <laughs> in, in Ypsilanti. <laughs> The ice cream is Guernsey. I yeah. mean, all of their all their milk product is Guernsey, and, and so it's it's fresh, it's local, it's it's fantastic. The food next door at Ali, which you can have brought over here to Cream and Crumb, is uh, locally sourced, fantastic. It's all seasonal, so you're not getting, you know, a bunch of stuff that's been sitting in a box no. or coming out of like a powder. It's, it's all really it's, good and really fresh, and it's it's real food. Yeah, you know, and th- I think that's if I could if I could put one word next to cream and crumb and ollie is that it's real there's just there's nothing false or fake or commercial would, about any you, of this would you call it true i would call it true <laughs> but you know what to that to that point i would say the same thing about the tap room i yeah, love absolutely. i love the tap room they have been fantastic hosts for us yeah and uh and even though maybe our run there is coming to an end because we really we really have a a strong, close relationship and connection here at, at um, Cream and Crumb and Ollie. Um, I, I feel like we'll be back. I, I think we'll be back to Tap Room at some point. And oh, do, sure. Do, do, do some time there as well. Uh, it's great to have a couple of places yeah. that, that you can call home. And, uh, man, really grateful for the Tap Room and, and their, how they have hosted us this fall. Yep. And they've uh, been really good. But we really we do look forward to uh coming it here to the Cream and Crumb. As we, as we've been Tuesday jumping nights. around from place to place trying to trying to find uh, you know stuff while they're getting stuff together here. Uh tap De- room definitely by far blew the all of them out of the water. Yep. And I'll tell you what man, I would I would go to the tap room just to hang out. Um yeah. pool tables, pinball, Miss Pac-Man. 
the, the, the annex is quiet. Um, if you yeah. want a quiet place to go work or or have a date, you could go hang out. If you want a little more what, juice, what, what you is can go to the bar side. Speak of. People keep telling me that I'm supposed to have a date night with my wife, and I keep going because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, time. Yeah. Um, we don't have any right now. Yeah. Uh, that's going to change soon. Football season comes to an end shortly, so... Um, so your 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 uh, Friday night lights will go to uh, Friday date night kind of perhaps day? perhaps we'll see all right um, but uh, Thursday nights Friday nights Thursday nights are now at an end um, JV cheerleading ended last night so all right um, so that's nice to to kind of have Thursday nights freed up now moving forward Sweet. I was the uh, public address announcer last night for the JV football game good times really really good times. Uh, yeah, the the voice of Lincoln baseball made his <laughs> football debut, so it was it was pretty fun, and uh, yeah, baseball season's right around the corner. It's crazy, but uh, before we wrap this up, a really important question to ask you. Yeah, this may be this may be the most important question I can ask you. <laughs> Are you ready? You make you make me nervous with the build up, but okay. It's this huge. All right, Michigan or Michigan State, my friend. Michigan. At a baby. Dude, that's, that's not even a question. This is this is why I know you can string multiple sentences together that's, to form complete coherent thoughts. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. Good. I was worried. <laughs> I mean, y- you're a youper, so I was worried. My uncle went to state. Well, I I thought at one point about going to state. Uh, and then you learned I, how to read. No, when I when I my uncle went for for engineering, and so I thought if, when I thought I was going to be an engineer. He went to Michigan State for engineering. Yeah. Way way back. Does he part of the Zilwaukee Bridge building? That, no, that no, down? no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, because I'm pretty no. sure those were all Michigan State engineers. They, I'm sure they were. <laughs> uh, but uh, but that was yeah, that was before I knew better. There you go. And uh, and then uh, U of M is where uh, we did the cancer treatment for our son, and and they were just fantastic. Yep. And, I, and I and honestly, I've been a college football dude very much. Yeah. So I'm uh, so my my allegiance to to U of M. Uh, is was forged in in that fire. That's awesome. Uh, so so yeah. Yep, I state, love it. State will never hold a candle. There you go, at a baby. So yeah. So uh, hey, you know, as we uh, th- this podcast is is being recorded on Friday before the Michigan State Michigan game, and uh, so as we sign off today, uh, we just really just have one thing left to say, which is go blue. Go blue. Oh yeah, check out our websites and stuff. Yeah, but more importantly this week, go, go blue. blue. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. DanielMrose.com. Uh, at DanielMrose on Twitter. RevMikeUMC.com. At RevMikeUMC on Twitter. Peace. And go blue. Peace. Go blue. Peace. Go blue. Peace. Go blue.